Welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast. I'm Bonnie and I talk to heroes about what excites them and we also talk about the mysteries of the universe. This week we have hero Guy Blakesley, an amazing musician I'm a huge fan of and a human I've known for many years and honestly I think maybe many lifetimes as well. I'm obsessed right now with how physical accidents can cause spiritual awakenings. And Guy was hit by a car on the day of the COVID lockdown in LA and woke up to a totally different world and a totally different inner reality. Um, obviously, the physical healing of his accident was super hard and scary, but he learned a new purpose for his music and found an oral healing modality that he calls personalized sonic talismans. He created one for me and I highly recommend it. It's music he creates and channels specifically for you. And for me, it created sort of like a safety egg around my entire body, like below my feet and above my head. And it brought me absolute peace. Um, I'll add his info for this in the show notes. Excited to, uh, for you all to hear how he found this healing modality. And now, please welcome to your head and heart, Guy Blakesley. Sick. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming here. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever um talked before that much. Uh but not that much. <laughs> yeah, I don't really think that we have, but um <laughs> I am so excited to talk to you right now. Um and uh yeah, thank you so much for being here. I feel like just a brief history about you from my perspective is uh you're like one of the first bands you're like one of the first hot shit musicians like from when i first came back here that i saw that i was like wow like just really into um yeah i saw you at spaceland and yeah. i was like yeah, we played there a lot we played there like 20 times or something yeah i don't know i i don't know if you think you might have been on acid or something i was like that's so cool oh my god (laughs) what probably so yeah no and i never like heard of anything like that that was like uh super cool to my mind um and yeah and then the next time i saw you was on a roof like of a hotel or some you know some such fancy thing and you were just there's a bunch of people but you were glowing um and i didn't know what that was back then not that i know what it is now but it's this like um i don't know what it is but it's like i can you could see the energy you were seeing energy yeah and it was like really like um active it was this active glowiness around you and i was like i I was like do you see that that guy's glowing uh and who, the people I was with, or were people I was with, people I were with, those people were like, what are you talking about? Um, but now I have like a greater insight into this, like energy. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just thought that was cool. You're the first person I ever, I didn't know you, but I was like, that person's glowing. Uh, I didn't know uh, I was glowing. <laughs> yeah, well, I wanted to tell you that, and I'm a huge fan of uh, your your art and music and left-handedness. Uh, it's like, I love that. Um, but uh, I, like, something that I think is insane is, uh, or not insane, but, and then I'll let you talk, but, uh, like, I guess I don't follow you on social media, which is just not a big deal, but in preparation for these usually i'll like look at people's websites listen to their music or their art and then just look at their social media to see like what what's up you know <laughs> like in uh the because it's the future and that's what people do and uh i didn't i don't follow you and i'm a, gonna change that but like i just looking at all of your stuff that you're into i was like oh we're getting the same messages uh, I don't know what that means either, but I just want you to now tell uh, your whole uh, story, your journey um, from wherever you see fit. But please do include starting, um, the- starting where. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, first of all, I guess is that um, you you are, I guess the place most people don't start is now. 
is you um, are making um, individual like uh, sonic experiences for people. Um, yeah. Can you talk about that? That's like just mind blowing to me. Uh, totally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, for the past maybe for the past couple of years, I guess I would say at least over a year, I've been kind of studying and preparing to do to work with sound and music in a more like healing capacity, not as much as a personalized artist expressing myself and my own opinions and views and feelings and stuff, but more like working with others to create sound that will be helpful to them kind of just to oversimplify. And so one of the, so I took this course, it was like a, many month long online course with this teacher in Amsterdam and to study just the basics of how sound can be used therapeutically and kind of the history of that going back to ancient Greece and Egypt and how they were really into sound and like Pythagoras would cure people with, he would make prescriptions for people with, with music and sound to fix different, like he knew how to specifically cure or, repair ailments with a particular sound and so that was interesting but it was a kind of a vast course that I took and kind of the the final project of the course was to come up with everyone had to come up with their own it's called like a sonic signature but like basically what is your offering going to be what is your unique version of sound healing and like that I also feel like to preface like it's weird to say sound healing because it's kind of like over promising in a sense, like, it's like, I can heal. It's, I don't think of it as like, I can heal you or like, I'm not like saying I'm a healer, but it's just under people know what that means. So it's like, it's shorthand, but it's yes. like, I feel like, I feel like much more than me healing you, the sound is healing. The sound is holding space for healing to occur. And I'm like facilitating that, but I'm not like promising that I can heal or cure anyone. I'm just offering to help basically. So it's different. I feel like that terminology is a little misleading, but it's still easier to say that. Yeah, no, totally. I, I understand. I didn't know what a healer yeah. was. And now I sort of understand <laughs> it's someone that helps you. Yeah. But it's like, you. I feel like a lot of stuff that I believe in and practice is more that like, we can all heal ourselves, but someone can assist us in that. And they're not like doing it for us or to us. We're doing it or our higher wisdom or higher self knows how to do it and they're just holding space for that or providing insight to assist with that so that's more like how I think of it but the so my offering or my like specific I guess it's a product in a way but it's like more like a project like an offering is called the personalized sonic talisman okay. and a talisman is like talisman is like a good luck charm that's how I think of it so it's like based on a consultation with the individual I provide first we talk and I kind of get a sense of how they feel, how they want to feel kind of too. And like what their intentions are in commissioning this piece of sound for their own use. And then I create a recording specifically based on that. That's only for the person not supposed to play it for anyone else. So it's like very much just their own private thing, but so it's been made with their intentions in mind. And then it's for them to use to enhance and amplify those intentions. That's, That's so cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I've been doing, I've been actually making those for a bunch of months now. I've probably made like fifteen or twenty of them. Wow. That's so one, cool. Each one's completely different. But one really cool thing about that is that I get to talk to people, some people I know well and some people I've never met before this consultation. So it's very there's a lot of variety, but I get to hear basically it's not so much like I feel depressed and like, uh, it's more like people are already in a good place, but they just want to go to like an even better place in a sense. And I get to interface with their wishes of their like highest vision of life, which is really yeah. cool. It's pretty yeah. inspiring. It's inspiring for me just to basically be, it's like, I'm not really saying anything. I'm just letting the people express what their wish is or what their intention is, but I get to, interact with a lot of really good energy from that because people are like working on their own energy and they're they have a vision and I'm like helping them with that yeah. vision I get I, exposed to a lot of cool like ideas and hopes and dreams and like 
good stuff like that. That's awesome. And how do you um do you are you channeling the sounds or how how are the sounds achieved? I mean, that's a cool I'm into channeling. Like I think I read books that are like supposedly were channeled and like I like I feel like a lot of messages that were channeled, quote unquote, are really powerful. So I'm into that kind of stuff. I've always felt like making music that that's what singing and making music kind of is. You're like something's coming through you and you're just like you're the vessel for it but it's not all so this is just like a little bit more like that than music that I've done before but that's kind of how I've always thought about music but then again like also like that's another word where I like channeling and I like channeled material and stuff but I don't know if it's right for me to be like I'm channeling it's just like I'm let I am like opening myself and letting something come through me and if, if that's channeling then that's cool but like so like one in one way I'm like thinking about what the person said and like kind of interpreting that musically it's a little bit has to do with like my musical understanding but a lot of it has more to do with just tuning into their energy and like letting the sound become that for them so yeah there's like a channeling part of it yeah like where I guess just so you don't have to or just for context is that um uh, this this podcast has like a bunch of different kinds of people come and just kind of introduce their sort of way of uh, interpreting what they do. So it's it's using these words like channeling or healer, or like witch or whatever that seem weird or like oversimplification is is just like the easiest way to communicate. I don't think yeah. anyone's like gonna yeah. like, cool. point their finger yeah, and laugh at you. I mean I'm basically <laughs> like just wholeheartedly into all that stuff, all those yeah. words. I'm not ashamed of it or afraid of it, but I just like don't want to be I don't want to be like uh claiming to be anything that I'm not in any like yeah just, like like I've resonated a lot with shamanism, for instance, but I won't come on and be like, I'm a shaman. It's like I'm inspired by shamans, but I don't know that I'm a shaman. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I guess I'm just curious for me is I I'm I exclusively channel music since 2020 yeah. is something like I don't write anything. It just it's purely like improvised channel. Yeah, and all the words just come in one this whole song comes out of my hand and I sort of edit a few things to make it that's cool but so for me I'm like oh is that normal does that I mean that's cool (laughs) that's that's... so what happened in 2020 that made you start doing that only well I'm curious what happened to you in 2020 (laughs) that or I guess before even that I I can tell you but before even that is well, will you tell us what had what what had happened, and then, but did that change? And if that changed how you how what that how that changed you? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, like in March thirteenth. So like a little background of even of this day. So like March thirteenth of twenty twenty. I had completely gone, regular day. Nothing. Different. Normal day. No, it was a kind <laughs> of an intense. Things were starting to get weird already on that day. So I went, I went to the grocery store and all the bread was gone and all the eggs were gone. And then I saw my friend who I worked with at Zebulon and I gave her a hug. And all the people in the grocery store were like, like they were upset that they were freaked out that we hugged. And I was like, well, there's like some signs that things were getting weird already that day. So I asked, I was supposed to work at Zebulon. So I asked the owners, the owner, Jeff if I should come in like normal or if we were even going to be open because it was just a dance party and I kind of felt like people weren't going to come there. And so he had me come in a few hours later. So as a result of that, I was walking across the street, like in the dark where I would normally get there at like four, I was going in at like seven 30. I parked my car where I always parked my car. And then I woke up in the hospital. So like, as I was crossing the street to go into Zebulon to go to work, in the early dark hours of that day, someone took a left when they shouldn't have and hit me really hard. And I don't remember being hit at all, but I, so I came to in the hospital and it was like, I don't know the exact amount of hours, but it was more than 12 hours 
later that I came to. I was unconscious for that time. Oh, And I don't, I don't, I don't think I was, I don't think I was like dead or pronounced dead or anything like that. So it's not like a near death experience where like I went to the other side and I met my grandmother and then I came back or something like that. It was just that I was, yeah. unconscious. but I was definitely, yeah. close. It was definitely a near death experience in that I could have died and I was I mean for quite a long time. And so when I came back, I didn't really understand why I was there or how long I had been there. It was like, and I was definitely, yeah. I was definitely on some medication or something too. And, uh, and then because of, so like what, so Lael, my girlfriend that I live with here and make music with as well, she was there when I came to in the hospital, she was there. And that's because she had come to visit to surprise me or visit me at work. And so she was already there before I even got there. And she heard the sound of the accident and oh, she heard the ambulances and stuff. And then my boss, Jeff, came and told her that it was me. He came out to like see what was going on, which is trippy because other times that I was working there, there had been traffic accident stuff going on outside. And we had all been like running out to help and like, Jimmy Hay was there and he was doing Reiki on the person that was, Whoa. it's like, so there's, that's like a, it's like a troubled corner, right? Yeah. In, front in terms of people getting hit by cars and people crashing and stuff. So things like that had happened before. And even one time as I was walking across the same crosswalk from the same direction, I almost got hit. Like the person put their brakes on like one fraction of a second before they hit me. And I put Whoa. up my hand put up my hand and like stop them. But it was like, so it's like it had almost already happened there before. And the, the morning, that morning before I left the house, I said something weird that I wouldn't normally, I mean, I'm pretty like lovey-dovey kind of person, but I said something like that was kind of shocking to Lael where I was like, if I never see you again, like I love you or something like that. Oh my God. I had like a, I guess I must have had a weird feeling that something yeah. was going So when I came to in the hospital, she told me that my dad was on his way there. He lives in South Carolina. So like he had gotten the phone call, booked a flight and gotten on the plane all while I was out. And then he came shortly after that, he came to the hospital. So that was like a pretty long time that I was out. And then so when he got there, Lael went home because she had been there through the whole night with me like right by my side in the hospital. And then the law changed. Yeah. Lockdown state of emergency thing kicked in while I, while basically so she left and they wouldn't let her come back in because they like this quarantine. Yeah. And then so basically like I woke up into this different world. That's so I had, crazy. I had seen that it was getting weird like before that but it like fully became a reality while I was unconscious yeah do you like the the one of the ways that I know that I had like some kind of psychic or spiritual change right away is that when the tv was on in this hotel I mean in this hospital room and I saw Donald Trump on television and he was basically like announcing that everyone should stay home Oh, and yeah. it's like like when he was elected I immediately wrote a song about how terrible he is and like it was called I'm not gonna say your name and it's like so it's like basically like ragging on him and saying none of us are even gonna like honor you by even saying your name and it was to raise money for Planned Parenthood because he was gonna like take away the funding for that so it's like my immediate reaction to him before had been like fuck this guy like I'll do something to try to like bring him down basically yeah and I was pretty much obsessed and like in a way like hated him like most people that I know and but when I came to it wasn't that I all of a sudden like agreed with him at all but I saw him and I felt a compassion and sympathy towards him that was almost like a mother would feel towards a small oh. child and I remember hearing a voice in my head that was like my own voice but it was like oh like what a poor little sweet little guy he doesn't know what he's doing he's just like confused like everyone else and I had this insight that he was actually a human being 
and kind of like kind of I know exactly what you're talking about I had that exact same thing I know exactly what you're not that day but like I know it's so weird that you say that because I didn't how I felt before that it's definitely like evidence of a a change that I experienced for sure that is crazy so uh, one question I guess is um do you in your before I get to a billion other questions is do you feel like like uh, initially I guess did you try and find meaning out of it and did you feel like like there were you know like a uh sort of like it was like a different timeline or or like yeah, how did of, you feel I was just like so like as I was leaving there in a wheelchair they were like it was like I don't really know if this is really what was happening for real but they were saying or it seemed like they thought that all kinds of patients were going to be coming into the hospital because it was like was it Glendale? It was, I think, USC. Okay. But so they they basically like took me out through this back part that's like, it reminded me of like Spinal Tap where they like can't find the stage and they're in there weird like hallways. It yeah. was like that part of the hospital that you normally don't see. And they would take yeah. the wheelchair and they were basically like, get out of here. Like it's about to get crazy here kind of. And I started noticing then that everything that I saw was like all scrambled and doubled. Like I had double vision and I didn't really notice that until I was like on my way out the door oh. in the car in the sun. And it was like, everything was like, I could see like two or three versions of everything. Whoa. And then what was my point with that? So if it was like a, you're, oh yeah, just... so, but so I was like, I definitely was in like a dazed kind of post-traumatic kind of state, but I didn't feel any pain really. And I also wasn't really upset. I felt just basically like everything made sense. Wow. Like something good was happening or something. It was like, I felt like something better was coming from it. And, the- and, yeah do you uh, maintain that feeling I pretty much do like yeah so like then so then within like a couple weeks of that we had decided to move out of LA and move to Lael's family's farm in Virginia wow. just previously I had just been there for the first time like a couple months before we went there for Christmas time and she was just one day was like, let's get out of here. Let's go back to the yeah. farm. And so then we packed up all, we broke our lease and we packed up all of our stuff and basically like threw away most of our belongings. Cause it was like, you couldn't donate anything. Right. You couldn't really sell anything. Everything. Yeah. Like my one really good friend, the drummer for the entrance band, Derek came and picked up a bunch of instruments and records and things that we didn't want to like yeah. throw away. We had like, a big bandana on his face and big like gloves on he like yeah. I would put the instruments on the ground and walk back and then he would pick yeah. them up like really weird and uh so like even though I was like supposed to be on a walker and I had an eye patch and stuff I did all this work like moved around all this stuff and put it in storage and like did all this hard work basically to move And then we flew on a plane on Easter Sunday. So like exactly a month after this accident occurred, April 12th, and flew to D.C. and then just like lived on this farm for the past few years. Wow. What what type of farm is it? It's a cattle farm. Wow. Lyle's dad, Lyle's father, Tim, is a, he's a grass-fed cattle farmer. So you met so many cows? And there's hundreds of cows, yeah. Wow, what color are they? They're all colors. Some of them are kind of like a golden orange color. Some are black, some are brown. Oh, weird. I noticed, and you were just in Europe, but I noticed in Europe, like, different regions have, like, different color cows, and you'll never see, like, a mixture. I didn't know if that was, like... It seemed like some of the moms would be orange and the baby of that mom would be black. So I don't know what... But yeah, they're they're, really... did did you let a cow lick you no oh we've done i've done a little bit of bottle feeding them like sometimes <gasps> when, I, 
when they have a twin, the mom will abandon one of the twins. And what? then then Lael's mom ends up being the one to like give it milk. Oh my God. So we went and fed them one time. But that, I, I guess I'm kind of losing my, <laughs> losing my train of thought. Sorry. That's, no, but that's okay, no but, I know. That's my fault. I just got super excited because I really like mammals. Yeah, they're cool. I don't know why. Yeah. The, so like one, one thing is like the, like in order for these cows to be healthy and like, the best quality that they can be they're not they're not killed there but they're just raised up to a certain point and then passed on to someone else so they basically just have to live a good life there on the farm so the the grass and the soil is very the point of the whole farm is to take really good care of the land so that the <laughs> sorry this, this is right here so it's like a very oh your dog looks like an alien i know <laughs> like uh, it's like a very peaceful like grounding yeah nature space with really like rich soil it, it, it was like definitely a, a good place to recover from an injury like that yeah and I guess do you feel like that like being in a less <laughs> I guess awkward... going backwards in time like so we moved but we moved like a month later but the, the I also like around a week or so after this accident occurred was the first time that I kind of stood up really and did anything. And I came to the piano and I started playing. And that was when I noticed that I was like, basically knew how to play the piano that I didn't really know before. Wow. It was like, so like from the first time I played music, I basically like noticed a major shift in my like sensitivity and understanding of music and it just like began I just began to play a different kind of music yeah kind of for a different purpose in a sense from that point that's so cool do you mean and just uh sorry I have to put this down oh, I'm sorry pardon me uh like again I, I only because I only have my point of reference for music is like you know like where the instrument playing an instrument is that yeah. how it felt or or, or did well, you like I guess like my whole life like since I was like 10 let's say I started playing guitar around that time and I taught myself so I spent a lot of time like hours every day like teaching myself the guitar from like the age of 10 until I was about 20 or something. And then I started playing in bands when I was 15. But like, I basically like from that point up until right before this happened, I always thought of myself as someone whose basic purpose is to write songs with words and sing yeah. about sing about what I'm thinking about and what I'm feeling about in a way that's like kind of about me in a way. Like, this yeah no yeah me, this is what I have to say and but yeah since then I haven't written any songs with words I have oh. have been singing more a little bit but it's almost like at first I stopped singing too entirely and I just basically like the music itself is telling a story but it's not like a literal thing that I basically am not like trying to tell you I, was, I realized that I had always been kind of like trying to tell someone what to think or feel. Yeah. Without realizing, without deciding that, but just like, that's what you do when you play, when you write a song and sing a song, you're basically trying to put thoughts in someone's mind or something. Yeah. Which isn't, no. isn't yeah. bad, but I started to be like making music where you can interpret it your own way and you can have your own thoughts accompanied by it and it might be guiding you but it's also not like so directly it doesn't have as much of an opinion or an identity as it is just kind of like the music is itself or something yeah no that... a couple of years that was a couple of years before I started thinking of it more like I'm going to start doing like sound healing or like music specifically for meditation or anything like that which is more like even more clearly what I'm focusing on now but yeah. it was just I just felt like I, so another thing is that I would play I would just sit at this piano 
and on the farm, once I got to the farm, it's like a 1907 Steinway. And I would just sit in this barn and play this piano for hours and not record or anything, but just like play freely. And I would just be happy. That was enough for me. Yeah. I was like, like learning how to do something, but also not like trying to turn it into anything or it just makes sense of it. Just like playing for hours every day. And it kind of brought me back to where I was when I started playing the guitar, which is how I learned, which was just like spending a really long time immersed in the sound of it without actually trying to define what it is or make a record or make a song. Just like I'm just playing now. Yeah. And do you have the feeling that, um, that more like what happened to you or whatever is like you opening up to like sort of uh, like more of a more of an opening up or m- more of like a like s- something like chemical or some reaction happening to your physical body like do you think it's more of a spiritual thing or a physical change yeah. or both i don't know i think it's both but it's more of a spiritual or like energetic shift and sorry, do you feel like that is something that is happening um, like to a lot of people? Yeah, um, I mean, like the, the timing of this event in my life was like eerily aligned with the timing of like a major shift in the world. So like, I mean, literally the day that it happened while I was unconscious, like the rules changed and basically society changed. And then... I moved to a very isolated place when everyone was supposed to be isolating and separate. And as a result, I had that experience, but also like was totally free to walk around in the forest. It was like life there wasn't really that different than it normally would be. So I got kind of like shielded from the, that also like when, because I had an accident lawyer. So partially like when I woke up, my mom was like, your uncle might have this uncle who's divorced my aunt, but he's still my mom's friend. And he is actually the one that introduced my parents, but he's like crazy hotshot Scientologist lawyer. Oh, And like, I haven't met him, haven't seen him in real life in like probably 30 years or something, but my mom called him right away and he called in this favor with these people that owed him a favor And so these kind of like crazy lawyers took on my personal case. They're like, normally they like sue Monsanto or they're like corporate, like they're like a big deal lawyers, but they personal case. And the first thing that they said was like, you have to get off of all social media because we don't want any incriminating evidence about you to reach these people. Cause we're basically like taking them to court. And if they can find like a video of you, like, drunk or something they might be able to say like this was your fault or so it's basically like a precaution i had to get off social media so also another shift another way that this influenced or this shift occurred is like basically right then was when george floyd was killed and all this stuff happened all these protests and riots and just crazy energy in our country and like up until that time i would have definitely been very involved with that and like pretty worked up I mean because I really care about that still but I basically wasn't allowed to look at my phone basically yeah reason so I was like also somehow in this other small like detached kind of other realm instead of being really aware of what was going on and getting really involved and it was like I basically just went into this like other world that yeah. was in every way i had never lived in the country before i had never like been detached from politics and society before so it was like a huge but i feel like that like mirrored a lot of people's i feel like a lot of people were changed by the separation from everyone and, yeah like, discovered more what they want to really be doing and now they kind of can't go back to what they're doing before i feel like that's pretty common that people will say that now 
Right. Yeah. But uh, I think your perspective on it is slightly different because I think most people don't like can't point their finger at a time that um, where like timelines could have jumped so so drastically you know like where well, yeah, it was like as like i was leading up to this event i had lived in la for like 15 years i had like three or four different jobs so i was like working all the time and i basically had finally like figured out how to make it how to like support myself and live in this big city by working all these jobs and stuff but it was like i basically had no time to do anything and then all of a sudden i woke up and i like no one's allowed to work and yeah. I, live in, I live in the countryside where there's like nothing else to do anyway and all I can really do is play music and like I got all this unemployment from working all those jobs and the, these lawyers got me this insurance money so I basically went from being like barely surviving in this big city world to like having way more money and time and space than I had ever had before and all I had to do was just like play music and recover yeah shift in my world yeah and just as far as sorry the physical um recovery or and and where you are now do you feel like you're physically uh, or I don't know what happened to you uh do you feel like like, I had like uh it was like a brain injury that I had no I'm sorry okay but it's not that big of a deal but like so I had like the cranial nerve, like there's many cranial nerves, but the fourth cranial nerve is the one that when you look at something with your two eyes, you don't notice that there's actually two separate images that are superimposed on top of each other because like the cranial each nerve. eyeball. So like I was basically because my cranial nerve was damaged, I was seeing the view from each eyeball, but they weren't combining with each other. Holy cow. Well, if I closed one eye, then I could see fine. Or if I covered it. But when I I was seeing basically like the one thing and then like a different layer of it off to the side. Oh my God. That's That's how we see? Like our eyes aren't attached? But our cranial nerve is like the switchboard, essentially. It's like combining them into, like you can notice it sometimes if you close your eye, like if you close your eye and open it again, when it, like if you open, leave one open and close one and then open it again for a split second, you can kind of see both, but then it just goes into one. Wow. Like I couldn't like drive or, so I had Aww. an eye patch and then I had for a while, I had like a, these non-prescription glasses with this green circle of paper taped on it because this, so like I had no medical treatment and no medical follow-up because it was like pandemic Oh my God. But so I had this one phone call with this guy who's a neuro ophthalmologist, like a a brain eye expert. And he walked me through all these tests, sort of like vision exercises. He was like, okay, look at a square picture frame on the wall. Okay, now turn your head to the right. How does it change? Turn your head to the left. How does it change? Look over there, look over here. How is it different? And, And through this, just talking on the phone, I started to understand what the differences were or like what was going on. And he was able to diagnose that it it was a cranial nerve, the fourth cranial nerve and that give it four to six months and it'll just go back to normal. Is that what they like would be the regular? I don't know if that would have been the regular thing. They probably, I probably would have had a bunch more weird interventions or like visits or whatever, but medicine or something. He just was basically like, don't worry. It's going to be fine. Just give it some time. And like eventually in months from now, it'll go back to normal, but put a piece of paper on your glasses instead of an eye patch because you don't want to weaken your peripheral vision. And then you'll, you'll basically like have vision loss ultimately cover your peripheral too much so I just had this circle on my glasses kind of like when you look past the windshield wipers when you're driving like I would just look past it and then eventually I stopped wearing that and I would just squint if I needed I would just basically walk around with the doubles and then if I was entering a space where I was going to bump into something I would like kind of squint and then Do do you still do that sometimes not really I haven't had it's been like now a couple years since I but so then we went I went with the family on the farm we all went to the beach in North Carolina 
And I was just reading all these books and I was reading up really close and kind of squinting. Yeah. One day while we were at the beach, I was riding a bike and I realized that I could just see normally. It like just came back. Wow. I think it was like the reading that kind of like pushed it through. I don't know. It was weird because like when we first got there, I was reading and I kind of had to squint. And then within a week of that, it was like just normal again. That's super cool. And do you, did you like, I mean, it's such a traumatic thing to happen to your body and um, not knowing it happened. What is that like? What, what is the experience? The only like physical thing that's left is that like my hand, this hand, it's like, I can't make a normal fist. Like that's the most I can close my hand. Like these fingers are weird. Sometimes if I'm trying to open a jar or something, I notice that my hand is like kind of weird, but it basically doesn't really affect anything. But I, I've done a lot of like different things like craniosacral therapy, which is like a subtle energy work. It's kind of like massage, but it's like almost barely moving, touching you. Yeah. And also I've done some like one really significant thing that I did was like a remote reading with this woman who's a shaman and it was like a soul retrieval and she said that basically like at the site of this accident I had left some pieces of myself there (laughs) of my soul he like helped me reclaim them whoa and like another another thing it's cool because you have these UFOs behind you but like do you know about the Arcturians oh yeah so like basically one another like part of the story is that the Arcturians have been helping me apparently and that they were like present when I was hit and they were like helped me then. No way. And I don't want Lael to get she... I don't want Lael to get mad that I'm saying this in the interview, but that she basically like they came while I was unconscious and told her that they were gonna have to operate on my brain, which isn't a good thing at all and then the arturians told so, her that so the the hospital the the surgeon oh. was like that's not looking good we're gonna do brain surgery and she was like oh no and she called upon the arturians to help me oh, and then yeah. a couple hours later they the guy came and was like we don't have to operate after all so like that's even so she cool. like she asked them she asked them to come in and, and so they do like energetic surgery basically they like yeah this Ish. is all like what people say I don't know how to how to prove any of this but but what so so I knew that she had called them in to help me yeah did she she communicates with them like before this like regularly or she has like a she can like call upon this like blue like people say that they're the Arcturians are blue I don't know But the that she can call upon this blue energy, that's wow. kind of kind of like Reiki energy, but she visualizes it as blue, and yeah. thinks of it as coming from them. But it's all like who knows. But but the I, I believe it. But the but this shaman lady over the phone had no idea that I even knew who that was or that yeah she was like well the Arcturians were with you when this happened and that they wow. were there and they're helping bring the pieces of you back together and they're going to, they're going to like help you to find a new way to work with sound and frequencies. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's basically what I think. Okay. (laughs) That's what I think is going on is that I'm tapped into some other dimensional. It's like I had already been interested in that and maybe had some experiences with other dimensions and stuff, but that's something about this event, like, in relation to music and sound, like I have some connection to a other dimensional. Yeah. Well, world. thank you. For that. I know that that might seem, um, I don't know, what, uh, some sort of some type of adjective, but uh, no, I'm just <laughs> that's why I'm super interested in this is because I I basically. I mean, I've always thought that this is amazing. Like you've heard stories where people go into a coma and then like can speak another language and you're like, what? You know, and that's so cool. Or um, or any type of like unwinding or um, or going inward or ascending, whatever is super cool. But I, I had a like I almost died during um, 
COVID, no, uh, not not from COVID. I I like I had a super long. The people that have listened to this podcast already know this, but uh, I had a fever for like six months. Yeah, um, yeah and then uh, they were like, uh, you know, so hard to get medical treatment and to figure out what it was, and like I kind of wasn't being intuitive in any way and just followed it's really bad advice to like um almost like get surgery for something and then um and they gave me these antibiotics that I was allergic to and I just like it was like I I just everything stopped and the the body was like that's you're gonna die now and uh (laughs) someone took me to go get um like I couldn't take myself, but someone took me to go. My Arcturian friend, my Arcturian channel best friend, bestie, little ghost took me, and uh, I got like steroids and all the stuff you get to get off of when you're uh, having an allergic reaction, and like, and I was taking all this medicine for the stuff that wasn't really happening. It was just like they're like, take this and take that, and just crazy, and then. Uh, I just like, yeah, we did like took plant medicine, which is whatever. And uh, and like I just had this insane experience and the fever broke um, and that started like this new seven month yeah. recovery healing thing that mm-hmm. also led to like healers that started to help me heal myself. And so this is just, you know, it's like um, I just yeah, it's like people think that maybe like healing is like you go and like someone like taps a wand on you and then like it's just like a straight line to the day you die, but it's just like a weird spiral. Um yeah. and but it sounds like for you it's a pretty straight line. Um it's definitely been like a spiral aspect okay. to it too. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, sorry, and one question I have for you and uh is um what for you, like I noticed that I looked at your social media as like eleven eleven. What's what is that for you? Or if you or you can not say too. Yeah, I've always like I've always thought of that for a pretty long time, like years now, maybe over ten years or something. I'm always seeing it. Not it's like the more we the the more we're always on our phone constantly, which many many people are the less like significant it is to see any of these people call them angel numbers, but like, cause you're just ha- always looking at your phone. So it's like, Oh, I saw 11, 11, but it's like, it's pretty likely that you were looking at your phone and that's not a big deal. But even way before I even had a f- smartphone, I was like always seeing that time for some reason and just felt like it was meant something. And I didn't really know why now it's built up into like a, it's like a word that I really like actually, egregore. Egregore is like a, it's like a thought form, but it's like a group mind creating a thought form together. Yeah. Like now, like all these people are really into eleven eleven, and they think it means all this stuff and people say make a wish. And it's like, it's pretty mainstream, even if you're laughing at it to like, at least know that like that is something But I've been like kind of into it for a long time since before that and my sense was just that it means that you're on the right like if you see that if you happen to see that that you're on the right path or like something it's like a reminder that you're connected so i think of it as like it has something to do with connect being connected yeah but so it's like more likely that you it's it's more likely that i'm just going to see it now than I was when I was wasn't always working on my phone or something. So, but and I feel like it also now. Like a couple of days ago, we were in a, we went to Ojai to get Reiki to get Reiki training. Oh, cool! It's cool. And then on the way back, we we're in this coffee shop in Ventura, and I wasn't looking at my phone. And then the three baristas who were behind the counter, one of them was like eleven eleven, make a wish, and the other one was like yeah. <laughs> 11 11 it was like well this is cool it was like even without paying attention to my clock I still got that message but it's like so it's more widespread I feel like basically what people say that it means is that you're like if you if you're noticing that then you're like somehow you're on the right path that's like 
but I like it's also just like my like Instagram gimmick basically to post. Okay. <laughs> I'm like I'm one of the I'm like the most like um I believe everything and it's so gullible so I'm like oh that's his thing you know like I didn't think of it as a um I just you know like yeah. what if someone had yeah, like I relate I relate to it in my own way but I like I just did the first sound baths that I've ever yeah they were on eleven eleven right? yeah and I did it on when they asked me what date I wanted to do it I picked that date yeah, are you doing that again? Are you yeah, I'm gonna start to do it like once a month at the Philosophical Research Society cool. starting in the new year, but also I'm like kind of investigating other places to do it. Cool. Try to do it like pretty often if I can. Yeah, that place is uh I I like just got turned on to it. Uh but um that's super cool. I want uh I'm excited to see you do that. So like you're channeling you like since that happened and you recovered from that, then you started like also having a different approach, like a more like channeled approach to music for, was in the wake of that too. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's so weird. Um, I, the, so our last record that we put out is, um, is like, from that experience is um I channeled all of it for my next incarnation because it's like I like learned all these like m like lessons that were shitty and I had a really shitty time and I really didn't like myself in this life and I was like what a I don't want to do that again like what a waste so I channeled songs that my future self needs um, yeah. and like it sounds stupid I guess but and like channeled stuff that like from from myself you know you're i i believe that we are our highest self it's just yeah. we're in bodies that are also struggling with human issues so that like my highest self can i can channel it i'm not always it but i can channel yeah. and my guides and so they helped me write this record for our next lifetime so that i don't have to like learn these lessons again if yeah. I, so I left like a lot of messages and secrets on the outside and on the names of the songs and stuff so that I'll know to like find the record. Um, but yeah, so that was like pretty, you know, that 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 gave me, I got like a deja vu kind of feeling when you were saying that. And I feel like the like I'm putting out I made this record at the end of last year and it's going to come out as a. I just put out these tapes myself. It's yeah. called Extra Vision. And that it's this label, Leaving Records, is going to put it out next year. But the I've been listening to it because I've been like kind of editing it and listening to it. And I feel like I did the same thing. Like I made it so that I for my future self in this lifetime, maybe, but like yeah. I made, I, made, I don't remember making it. It's that's one of the weird things about channeling is that you kind of yeah. like <laughs> their space and you're not like and then I decided to do this it's just like I did that and I don't really remember doing it but now when I listen to it it's like I made it for for myself I've never really been into listening to my own music yeah <laughs> like I'm like I don't want to hear that but in this case for some reason I like like to put it on and it makes me feel good and calm and it's like almost like medicine my own thing that I made is yeah. medicine for me so in a way I made it for my future self like last year and now I get to listen to it but that makes a lot of sense yeah no that's so cool I feel like um this is all so cool um and I think you kind of having um like another like healing modality or something you're starting on like makes so much sense because you're you're like a super magical person uh and even if you just made like regular music, that would, that would be good enough. But the idea that you're making something that resonates with specific people, I feel like is is the same message I've been kind of receiving. Like this sort of, I don't know how you felt about tour or how you feel about it, but it's something about it isn't really working for me in the same way um, of just like playing, kind of being like a, I don't know, just being this like, funny puppet up there like playing these rock songs is like it doesn't it feels like there's something else I'm supposed to do 
and just kind of seeing not at all that what you're doing is at all like anything I would do, but just the idea of making like specifically curated stuff for people um, is like a message I've been really receiving uh, lately. And I'm so happy to talk to you and, uh, you know, that like little seed become a tree uh, in my mind. Um, So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. um, Well, I don't want to make you keep on talking forever, but is there uh, anything else that you would like to say or anything you'd like to share? Well, yeah, when when you were talking about tour and like having a different perspective on it, I've been doing a lot of touring in the past couple of years, playing with Lael, Lael Neal. And and it's weird too, because my relationship to that has changed because I'm not the lead singer guy anymore. I basically like had a really difficult time in a way, like being that guy, but I was like, that that's what I'm supposed to do. So like the experience of being on tour was, it's like, I was like, at various times was like using a lot of drugs to deal with being the lead singer yeah. and, or like just acting really w- crazy or just like I was having a hard time with it but I just thought that's what you do so I was just like trying to figure out how to survive it but but now that we I do a lot of touring now but I'm like the tour manager and the backing band and yeah. like the and I have all this responsibilities and stuff but it's like actually all these skills and like knowledge that I have from touring my whole life, I'm able to yeah. apply this other thing, but because I'm not the like front person, I don't, the ego part of it is out of the way of it. And so I actually like really enjoy it and feel oh, like cool. do a really good job with it because it's not, but when it's like, sometimes I open the show and then sometimes I notice that I feel like weird and crazy. And it's like, cause I'm like going to sing. So it's like, yeah. That's cool. Thank you for I saying have, like, that. I have like a more like humble and just like, it's like service that I'm doing. And it's a skill and knowledge that I have from my experience, but it's not about me. So I'm able to enjoy it and do a good job and not be like all of upset and freaked. I feel like when you're singing, when you're singing every day, you're basically like processing all these emotions and like all these psychological states. So it's like you have to basically like, in order to be the authentic you that's gonna sing you have to kind of like go through all this stuff in order like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you like work it out on, on stage and then you go through it all again and then you work it out on stage but it's like it's not like necessarily fun it has mm-hmm. lots of fun moments to it but it's like there's it's you're dealing with a lot of stuff in order to be able to do that for real yeah so that I get to travel around and play music and but not have to be in that role now that's awesome to hear like supportive of Lael being in that role because I understand it but I don't have to like it's much more and you get to travel with your best bud yeah it's cool yeah that thank you for saying that actually that I feel like that's like a I needed to hear that because I have been not needed to hear that but I think that that that's yeah maybe needed to hear that is I've been having a really hard time because it's it feels like an act of service in a way that isn't like, doesn't make sense. Like to me, just like, I feel like an athlete, like, it's like, I can't eat, I can't do anything. And like, now that I can't drink, like to have to conjure this, like, like ecstatic state every night, like to celebrate is like, um, it's easy with booze, but it's so hard to do. In my, in my, <laughs> I've been like completely not sober and then I was like sober for five years and now I'm like 90 something percent sober yeah. but I'm not like 100 percent but like I've found that actually like conjuring that once you figure it out for yourself conjuring that is easier without the booze or anything it's yeah it's basically like it's like source energy that you're conjuring yeah well I more- think if yeah sustainable it's sustainable but it's it's I guess we've just been we've been we haven't we've been going hard we haven't we've been out since February so I'm like can't do this anymore like (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, I mean, I guess like in closing or whatever, like one of the, it's like, I was talking about like how my perspective has changed or like, and like the world has changed too. Like, I feel like it's okay to have it. Like, we don't have to like hold on to the way that things used to be done just because that's what you're supposed to do. We can like be like, wait a second. I don't know how I feel about this now. I'm going to do it like that. Like you're not like, beholden to the idea of being in a band that makes it so you just have to keep doing it in the way that you did even if you want to do it a different way it's totally up to you or up to any person like we can always change our approach it's like i feel like the way that it's done or whatever is basically like falling apart everywhere like yeah the systems and the habits and practices that were like just so normal that you couldn't think of doing in a different way like now now it's easier to think of doing in a different way because those things are kind of like getting less and less possible to maintain in a way do you think i'm sorry but do you think that that like plot line like the dissolution of this like non-real duality system like do you think that like covid was introduced like to make that plot line make sense like i'm not really like a conspiracy (laughs) person but just like like if it were a simulation or something like in that type (laughs) of way like it's just so crazy to me that this thing came that did this exact thing that needed to start this shift yeah i I don't know it's so mind-blowing right yeah i've i've gone through many (laughs) like different phases of how I think about that and like I am like I have been since long before this time period I've been like basically I would say I am a conspiracy theory person like like so like I'm I'm like I always think of I always at least entertain that version of it as well instead of just like they said it was this so that must be what it is it's like that doesn't trust that really so even with this like without getting myself in trouble like I have basically like maintained a healthy skepticism of the whole thing in general. Cause I don't really believe that the powers that be or whatever have everyone's best interests at heart and right. are just purely trying to help us. So I feel like there, but, but, but from a dip, from a bet, like a higher perspective, kind of yeah. more saying it could just be that like energetically, cause I think of, I've gone through many different like ways of thinking about illness and wellness and stuff too. All this kind of triggered by this. Yeah. But like, if you think of like symptoms, symptoms aren't like, Oh no, it's bad. You need to get rid of it. But if you think of it as like, what is it trying to tell you? Yeah. It's got a message for you and it's actually trying to help you. Then like mass scale, our world basically just like needed to rethink things and this energy came that basically gave us a chance to pause and reconsider yeah. like the good way of think- crazy it's kind of like if you think about it like that it doesn't really matter you don't need to be upset or worried about like who created it or what it's just basically like energetically yeah. energetically it was time for this change to occur and so that's just like what happened yeah well oh sorry Tommy yeah no totally I I just I feel like it's a they were like people need to ascend people need to learn people need to notice their bodies their bodies are telling them stuff like when you eat the bad food and the bad thing happens that's your body telling you something or like when you drink too much and you have a hangover that's your body saying don't do whatever it is it's like your body is telling you things and I feel like yeah, I'm I'm a the optimist that's like the aliens are like like yeah, also change the, body, the consciousness. The body of the individual, but then there's like the body of the society or of like all of humanity or you know, or like the spirit of just people. It's like the and like another thing is like it seems like a lot of things are kind of getting worse too, like more war and more division and more craziness right now but also like in terms of like symptoms like the sometimes the symptoms have to flare up really bad in order for the body to get the person to get the message and change so it's like it seems like that's what's going on is that we're 
going to reach a point very soon where a lot more people are going to be like, actually, we're just going to do it this way instead, because that's not yeah anymore. And it's like, we know that, but it's like, actually, we have to get to a point where we actually like have to do that or else or something. And that seems like it's coming. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. Pendulum shift. It yeah. has to go like all the way to the other side. You can't stop in the middle and be like, wait, just kidding. You know, it's like, I think it's, it's just like, it's happening. Um, and I think it's good personally, but that's like, we're the exact same age. I know that because I just looked you up on Wikipedia and like, I can tell like how much has, what's that? Not the exact same age, but my birthday is August 25th. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, but the amount of things that like, it's just a different world, like obviously, but I think, I think it's getting better. I can tell, I can tell it is in a lot of ways, just as much as it's getting worse right now. Yeah. Like symptomatically symptoms happening, but it's like the change is happening. How much has happened in the last 20 years? How much has happened in the last three years? Like, I'm so happy to talk to you um, and actually get to talk to you and like figure out who this glowing person is. And I love, um you guys and your music so much and uh yeah is there any anything else you want to say to the this planet or any other planet not that i can think of (laughs) (laughs) cool well thank you so much for being here Um, of course thank you hope to see you again soon yeah bye